the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours and how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage if you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now sign up with promo code Monaco so they know I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco, Alex Monaco. Chilling with my guy, John Middlecoff, the man, the myth, the legend on Volume Sports. He's got his own podcast, all golf on the Volume Sports Network, as well as bouncing around doing a few things. The man was killing it in all facets of the podcasting game. They had to bring him in for another one. Let's go, John. We're talking golf, the Masters. This is like, the Super Bowl for you this week. How are we feeling? Well, Mr. New York City, I'm fired up. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a big week. You know, it would have been nice if uh, the old Jayhawks, you know, wouldn't have stepped out of bounds and covered that four and a half. But you know, we got we got to make it up now uh, with um, a lot. I mean, this is I, I honestly I could bet. I mean, there is no amount of money. I mean, maybe millions of dollars. But if you said a hundred thousand dollars, I could place bets without the blink of an eye on this tournament. <laughs> All right, so there's so many ways to approach betting a tournament, let alone the Masters. Kind of want to start out a little generic for our listeners. When you're betting a tournament like the Masters, what are kind of your one, two, three rules of thumb for how you approach betting this particular, the Super Bowl of golf? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at it like you would an NBA playoff series when you usually bet on the team with the best player. I think you look at it like a NFL playoff game when you usually bet on a team with the best quarterback. I think you have to look at it like this is a random guys can win, but for the most part, when you look at the list of names that win, right? Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. I mean, this is a, and the guys that are usually in the mix, which is really all you can ask for as a golf better to have, if you bet, bet on an outright guy. So if I take Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland, if they're just in the mix on Sunday, I, that's all you can ask for. And the odds, you know, have are, are pretty solid, I would say, this week on a lot of guys. You know, even the good players, 16, 18, 20 to 1. 
Uh, so I, I would ride the horses. I would pick three or four of the best players in the world if you want to bet on outrights and, and, and bet those guys. And we're looking at the favorites. Rom's been the favorite, geez, for how, how many weeks in a row at the sports book. And then Justin Thomas, Cam Smith, Scheffler won a couple of weeks back. I actually had him outright. Pretty excited about that one. And then DJ and Kepka. I'm kind of feeling like Kepka's a decent play at plus 1900. I mean, when you're looking at the horses, what do you look at in terms of momentum? Because golf momentum is, is such a one of one thing. How can you yeah. explain a little bit? for our listeners with the big, with the big marquee names, how you assess them maybe in their last month of golf, two months of golf or the biggest PGA tournaments. Yeah. I think it's a hard balance. You hear caddies and, and players that talk about this tournament is so unique that momentum doesn't matter as much as other tournaments, uh, course history and knowledge of the place matters a lot. It's why like Phil and tiger have dominated there over the last couple of decades. But I do think playing form does matter. It's why John Rahm, I mean, he's even though he hasn't won, like he's only won one tournament in the last year and a half, and his odds, they've come back to earth a little bit, but for, I would say, even a month ago, they were like seven, eight to one. It's not like he's winning every week. It's kind of outrageous. And I, what do you see right now on FanDuel? Is he like 10 to one? Is that He's 12 to one. 12 to one, which, you know, he should be the favorite, but that's still pretty high odds for a guy who, again, has won one tournament in wow. the last year and a half. Now... He's been very good here. He, he has been, he's top five here several times. So he's a guy that's going to have a chance. So at 12 to one, having an elite player, same thing with Justin Thomas, who has not played well here, but his caddy is now Phil's guy, Bones. Uh, you know, so that guy was on the bag for everyone, Phil's three Masters Championships. So he's going to know this place really well. I like Justin Thomas a lot this week, just based on that. Now, historically, he's not played here well here. But like John Rahm, he's easily one of the best players in the world. Now you add Bones to his bag who can, I'd say, do a couple things. I would say John and Justin Thomas, in terms of golfers, run hot. They get very angry. In golf, you kind of got to be like a pitcher or a quarterback, kind of be even keel. And I think Bones is going to help Justin a lot just be even keel and then give him tips, you know, tricks of the trade that a guy with his experience would know. So I love Justin Thomas this week. And then last, was it last week or two weeks ago, the match play, yeah. uh, which is a kind of a unique golf tournament. It's not like a normal tournament. Brooks and DJ had, I, you know, for their standards had been a little off. I mean, DJ just hasn't been playing that much. And Kepka to me has just not really looked right. Both those guys kind of awoke and they ended up playing each other and DJ beat them. But I, I saw signs of life in both guys. So if you can get, you know, I think DJ's like 16 to one. Like you said, Brooks is 19 to one. Those are pretty good odds for guys that, I mean, DJ's won here before. Brooks, remember the year Tiger won, it was right there. So you get two guys with win equity. That's one thing golf betters, like, do you have win equity? Because a lot of guys, you know, 40, 50 to one, you go, that's really good value. And they have like two career wins and they're in the mix a lot, but they're actually better top five, top 10 bets. It's like guys like, that's why all the top guys, Brooks, DJ, Justin Thomas, John Rom, Colin Morikawa have win equity, but also that's why their odds are a lot higher. I mean, Scotty Scheffler was a guy, I would imagine at the beginning of the year, before he's rattled off three of these last six tournaments, his master's odds might have been 50 to one, but he starts winning and he become the number, now it's, you know, cut in half. So his odds, 
you know, do you love the odds? And then you just factor in the, you know, what are the chances that a guy's going to win four times in 50 days? Like Tiger Woods does that. No one else does. So I, I would, I would bet against Scotty, not because I don't think he's playing awesome. And he's like the hottest player in the world, just because the, the likelihood of that happens would be, I mean, it'd be an all time golf run in the history of the sport. Oh, absolutely. And and we've heard from golfers as well as handicappers for this particular tournament. You have to play it several times before you really figure out the course. What would you say from your perspective betting this, the kind of golfer that is favorable for this particular course that you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, they say it's a second shot golf course, but I do think hitting it long matters. When you look at the guys, you know, the year Tiger won it, it was Dustin Johnson, it was Brooks Kepka, it was Tony Finau, it was a lot of, you know, bombers. Last year, Will Zalatoris was right in the mix. He's a long hitter. Dustin, Dustin. Johnson, a couple years ago when he won it, is a bomber. Now they played it that COVID year in the fall. So the tournament was a lot, you know, the, the, the grass, it was softer. It was just a way different tournament than it's going to be this week. But I do think hitting it long does matter. A lot of the short hitters I've talked about, like it's, it's hard for them to compete as they've, you know, over the last decade and a half, tiger proofed it, made it longer. So I just think, but most of the top guys, right. Justin Thomas, DJ Rom, I mean, all the can't lay, they're all long hitters. So I just think you got to be elite. Now, Victor Hovland is a guy that I placed a future bet on probably two months ago at, I think he was 22 to one. And now he's like at 18 to one. I just felt like he was only going to get, you know, higher. His knock is he's not a great chipper, which is a little bit of a problem around here, but he's easily one of the best players in the world. So, you know, I just, you know, you kind of got to get lightning in a bottle. I I also think the factor of Tiger being here, this place is going to be bananas. It's going to be, it's going to be nuts. So the guys that can handle just the the pressure that's going to be the moment they tee off, it's going to be unlike anything they've experienced this last year and a half because Tiger hasn't been around. And then the build, this is not even like a normal Tiger tournament because the buildup of him disappearing and now coming back. So there, to me, half the field is going to get knocked out immediately just because there's going to be a crazy pressure on top of it being the Masters. So you just wipe out half the guys and there's going to be that goes back to the top you know that top 10 odds guys half those guys that could handle it are going to have a chance it's just picking the right ones and it's the hard part you don't truly know because form doesn't necessarily matter that is fascinating you mentioned that so let's talk tiger here 21 career starts at the masters never finish outside the top 40 i'm looking at minus 170 top 40 i know everyone kind of wants to go nuts 50 to 1 right now on FanDuel to win it all how are you placing your Tiger bets? Is there some there's some fandom involved in this? I mean, I know you've been covering him closely. You've been doing social media hits on him. Like, how much do you feel he's ready to go? Of course, it's all pending on how the leg holds yeah, up. Yeah, to me, if you love Tiger, I mean, at 50 to 1 odds, you can throw 10, 20 bucks down. Just yeah. be like, you wouldn't want him to have a chance on Sunday and to not have a little juice on the action, even though it's right. pretty unrealistic. But the one guy that could do it. Something that's probably more realistic would be to do like a top 10 bet because it just gives you more opportunity if he's playing well. Winning it seems pretty unrealistic, but you'd go Tiger playing in this tournament seems pretty unrealistic. And then you just see the highlights of him hitting balls. Now, the driving range is a lot different than the course, but Freddie Couples was interviewed after they played nine holes yesterday and was like, I'm blown away. You know, he wow. was hitting it right. He, it was him, Justin Thomas, and Tiger. And, and Justin's a long hitter. And he's like, Tiger's five yards behind him on every hole. Like, Tiger hitting it far is not an issue. He's been, the, he's the best iron player in the history of the game. His short game is elite. 
his knowledge of the course. Like it's not to me, the question is the lake. And one thing they mentioned yesterday by the ninth hole, you could tell, you know, it's just now he had been standing, you know, for three hours practicing before, and then he plays. So it was just kind of worn down. I, the bet I like on tiger because, and we don't know whether he tees off like they do Thursday and Friday, there's a morning wave and then an afternoon wave. And if you're in the afternoon wave on Thursday, then you're in the morning wave. To me, he's better off in the afternoon wave when it's just a little warmer outside. If he's teeing off at 7, 8 a.m., that back, he's got the right. ankle, he's got some knees. I mean, he's just he's going to have to get up at 4 and start stretching. But if he's teeing off at noon, he's got more time to ease into it. And the buzz out there, can you imagine? I mean, people knowing the Tigers teeing off at 12 or 1 is going to be nuts. I don't think first-round leader is that out. Like, if he's just on – you can get that right around 50 to one, too. Now, first round leader, any single guy, the entire field. I mean, it's a hard bet to hit. Yeah. But the odds are out pretty outrageous. So if you just, again, 10, 20 bucks, what if he just shoots four or five under and is leading the first round? Now, can he maintain that? I don't know. The leg could go. But to me, first round leader, Tiger Woods, imagine if he's like two under at the turn and like the leader's four under. You're like, this has got a chance. Oh, let's go. All right. Well, I do want to talk to you about how to handicap weather if the, if there is even such a thing i know they're they're talking about there being some weather complications on thursday day one so as a better how do you factor that in can you factor that in yeah you just i don't think you have to you, just the, the one thing it. here is you know usually when it rains it makes the green soft which makes it easier for all these guys uh, there they have this system underneath the greens that's like a fan system so it'll stay concrete rock hard so it doesn't really change the hardest part about the course, which is the greens. So I, I don't really factor it in at all. Now, I, if it's super cold and it's not supposed to be 80 degrees all week, that makes me a little, like I like t Tiger sweating and being loose factors in for him. But for all the other, like Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, to me, the weather means nothing. For Tiger specifically, if it's going to stay cold, I, I don't like Tiger as much. I mean, you talk about a guy with a fuse back. I mean, rods in his ankle. I mean, this guy's overcoming a lot here. Right. So from a live betting perspective, what do you, what do you think, things that you look at, things that you assess? I mean, again, you can get such good odds all the way up until Sunday, unlike any other sport. So do you have any rhyme or reason to I, I think betting? live betting in golf is really difficult because – like in basketball, we're recording this day after the national championship. If you love Kansas and even the 15 point, you know, lead, you're like a couple threes. We're right back in it. It's not as crazy. We're in golf. You can go, Hey, I can get, you know, Justin Thomas. Let's say he's a couple shots back and he's eight to one on Saturday afternoon with 27 holes left. The problem he's one, one ball in the trees or in the water from knocking himself back the other way. Like things can change so fast in golf with one bad hole where it's like, I like sprinkling. And the best part about golf is you don't just have to bet the winners, right? You can bet top fives, top tens. You can bet group matchups. They have head-to-head -head matchups. There are so many different kind of, they're called props, but they're really like true. Like being a top five in golf is a real big, if you finish top five at the Masters, it's a big deal, right? So I, I like the odds like Gary Woodland and Billy Horschel are two guys that are much farther down that have played really, really well this year. Uh, so if you can get those guys to top five or top 10, I think both of them are like 12, 15 to one to top five. And the top 10 is like four or five to one. 
that gives you I, I've hit a lot of top fives this year, and that's much easier than the winners just because it gives you margin for error. If a guy's playing well, but he bogeys the 16th hole on Sunday, he's instead of finishing second, he finishes fourth and your you know your prop your uh your ticket still hits. Yeah, and I, I know you mentioned you you like JT to win it all on the top five thought, top ten. Anything you're locking in that you feel very good about? I'm Finau looks like a decent top 10, three top tens and four career starts at the Masters. Yeah, Any, to, anyone like him? To me, there are two guys I, I think that are, you know, if you can get Kepka 19 to one and Finau, <clears throat> he's been in the mix to win this a couple times. Yeah. Now his game's been a little off, but he's a guy with course knowledge. If you can get him 45, 50 to one to win, like that's a guy that a couple years ago would have easily been 21 to one or 19 to one or 23 to one. So from a value perspective, you could argue Tony Finau in terms of this course with win equity probably is one of the best quote-unquote values on the board. I sprinkled a little on Finau to win it just because the, 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 odds are, the odds are pretty crazy. Another guy who has played really well here in his life is Jordan Spieth. And uh, w- w- what are you seeing? Is Jordan Spieth like 19, 20 to 1? Yeah, Spieth is – he's – He's a little bit down there. But, uh, actually, he's like, he's 19 to 1. He's 19 to 1. So, so he's guess. a guy that finished third here last year. He's won this tournament before. He's finished second here before. Another guy with win equity that if he was just playing a little better, those odds are probably 13, 14 to 1. A, a month or two ago, those odds were better. So they've gone the other way. So to me, you got to pick guys that have good course history here that have a chance to win and whose odds have gone backwards. So you feel like you're getting pretty good value. I, I, I do like Jordan. I wouldn't mind sprinkling a little on, on Jordan this week. He's a guy that just thrives in this environment. Where, where we talk about JT, he is not. Uh, so I'm betting on the caddy helping him out and him just being in like the, his prime. To me, Jordan is always a good bet at this course. And I'll get you out of here with this. We, we don't see back-to-back winners here, not since Tiger 0102. We have seen a couple two wins in the last three years. So looking that DJ ha- ha- did win this a couple years back, y- you have any any faith in Matsuyama to serving mm. up uh, the the famous dinner tonight, the Masters course, or did, and or DJ? Did Did you see the uh, the menu? It looks fantastic. It looks I mean, fantastic. <laughs> I'm starving right now. I mean, it, it does sound good. Hideki's injured now. He's going to battle through it, but some right. of these guys, you know the. One thing golf betting has to do a better job of as they, you know, the, the tour gets involved in this. The NFL injuries are known sometimes in golf. And I've had this happen a couple of times. You, you know, you place a wager on a guy and then it comes out. He's got a back injury and he withdraws on like Friday. Now we know Hideki has been hurt kind of the last month. So I, I would say I wouldn't touch Hideki, but I do. To me, Dustin Johnson is a guy that, again, when he's playing well, just a couple years ago, he was nine, 10 to one. He was getting the ROM treatment in this tournament. So, you know, winning two and three years, he's played well here before. I, I like him a lot more than Hideki for sure. And just one more question out there. Is there anything like when you're doing your prep this week, do you have, I mean, you're a former scout, right? So do you have any inside sources? Do you, do you know a guy who knows a guy that knows what the lay of the land is at the Masters. Like, these guys' psyche, I'm so fascinated from a betting perspective, how the psyche can factor in. Do you ever do any due diligence on that front right before you? I, I think the one thing on? with golf is you can kind of overthink it. You know, I, I watch these tournaments every week. So, I, I just, you know, in football, they say the tape doesn't lie. 
And I think sometimes during the draft process, you're like, you start interviewing the guy and you start overthinking it good or bad. Like I just watch these guys play and I, I've watched, you know, an unhealthy amount of golf this spring. <laughs> so I, I got a good feel for how all these guys are playing. I've watched this tournament my entire adult life. So I think you just make your educated guesses based on how guys are playing, how you feel about them, how you've hit bets before on these guys. And again, it's golf. It's, you know, you're not just betting Kansas or North Carolina. There are a lot of variables, a lot of players. You're playing the entire field. This is a smaller field. Uh, so means, you know, there's just less guys that have a chance to start with. And like I said, I, I do believe if you just bet on the horses, now you got to bet on probably more than one horse. You're you're gonna have at least a chance on the weekend. And to me, in golf, that's all you can ask for. If you bet a couple outrights, to have a guy in a mix, I e even going into like halfway through Saturday, let alone Sunday, there's nothing better because you don't have to bet that. To me, the best part about golf wagering, if you do bet outrights and you have a chance to hit one, the the ROI. I mean, where do you get on a weekend? It doesn't happen in any of those sports. It really doesn't. John, thank you so much. Make sure to check out his podcast, Three and Out, All Things Volume Sports, has a golf podcast as well. Appreciate you coming on, getting me better. I, I, I got a question. I got a question for you. Who, who who do you like to win the NBA Finals? You gotta you gotta. I'm I'm taking the Suns. I'm I'm doing it. I, I think I think it's. I have a feeling it's going to be Suns Bucks again. The Bucks are just not playing the same defense they did last year, missing a couple pieces from last year. I'm feeling Phoenix. How about you? Yeah, I watched them play the Warriors the other night, and they just – they are a machine when it matters. They're really, really good. The only question would be is Chris gets injured, you know, sometimes right. as the playoffs go on. The Bucks, I mean, this guy looks like – you know, he's got this Michael Jordan mindset, but he's like a skinny version of Shaq, but he can shoot. I mean, he's a monster. I just had to have a hard time betting against that guy. Now, winning back-to-back -back championships is hard. Yeah. But I just – I'm not betting against Giannis. Now, the uh, what what is their odds to win it right now? Probably three, four to one, you know? Yeah, they're – well, to win – I think there's value on them to win the East right now because they're – they got conference division winners. They finally leapfrog Brooklyn. They're like plus 250 to win the East. I think that's decent value. They're, they're sitting for the finals at plus 500. You think there's value in Brooklyn, or they just suck at defense? I don't think so. I, yeah, I, I I've never – have we ever seen anything like this in the history of the NBA? No. The, the playing team is the been the favorite the whole season. I just don't think they have the defense. What about, what about value? Now, it's a big question because he's been injured. We'll have to see how he looks coming back. But Tom, Clay against uh, Utah the other night at 36, he looked like throwback Clay. Him, Draymond, if Steph comes back healthy, there's got to be value in the old Golden State Warriors. You know, they got that championship 100%. pedigree. 100 percent plus 440 to win the West. I don't hate it. I, everyone's on Memphis. It's a it's a progression league. I don't think yeah. the Grizzlies win the West at all. I think I think it's not a bad call to to take to take the Warriors at plus 440. I mean, the Suns are plus 115 for goodness sake to win the West. That's like almost a jinx at the sports book. That's ridiculous to win a whole conference, even money, just about. It's, well, it's to me, the, the one the one team in the West again, they got to be full strength who will not be like intimidated to win road games would be the Warriors, right? Oh, yeah. Go in there and win games. And, and definitely Steph and Draymond and Clay aren't intimidated by Chris Paul. You know, I do think he brings an intimidation factor just against the, a lot of random teams, but they will not be phased by him. If they play the defense that they're capable of, that they did the first third of the season, I think they can beat him. I think it's not a bad bet. The Volume.